0: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates.
1: This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through November 20th, and we are joined once again by Matteo Morelli, who was at Grand Prix Aspa. So we are so glad to have him back to break down... The fifth Grand Prix event of the season. Hi, Matteo. Hello. Thanks for having me
2: back. I literally just got back home half an hour ago from Finland. So <laughs> I'm still in the event, I think. <laughs>
0: That's good, because then we can get your impressions on everything. Because in the US, there is there's not really an opportunity for us to go back and watch a competition. And since Gina was away and I was away at another competition, we didn't get to see as much as we would like so we're really going to rely on your impressions of this competition to kind of bring us up to date on what's happening
2: i'll do my best and i would also share a couple of curious things that i've seen in the uh, background and behind the scenes so
0: awesome (laughs) that is great so why don't we kick it off with um is it is it unusual for finland to have snow this time of year or do you think it's common
2: um actually um so i got quite a lot of friends that lived there and they were saying that they were hoping that this time of the year would be a bit colder with snow it just started to snow a little um during the finals um but it's that kind of very you know small layer today the snow that you catch it was not a massive snowfall but it was very nice very very nice i have to say
1: okay yeah i just happened to see some photos of snow you know i think the skaters and maybe you even posted snow and i was like huh is it supposed to be like snowy at this time of year in finland i know here if we get snow it's like no it's too early so i just didn't know what it was like in finland
2: and finally last year when i went to the same event there was snow, snow and it was a bit colder i remember it was in the minus five range and i remember that uh yeah, I, I I caught quite a lot of cold back then. But this year was kind of mild, but it was because it was in that zero degree type of temperature, which then led to that snowfall to to start. But it's it's literally like <laughs> you know um fairy dust that was falling down from the sky. It was very magical and and very nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The first snowfalls are always magical. The Back. second, third, fourth, fifth, 100 yes. snowfall, not so, not so
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> Once we start getting a foot of snow here, no. <laughs> it's too yeah. much. It's too much. So, d- what are your initial impressions? Like, what are your overall impressions, actually, of the competition?
2: Um, it, it was quite interesting, wasn't it? Because, so it's the fifth Grand Prix of this season, and I felt like there were quite a lot of errors and mistakes across the board in each one of the different disciplines that we look at. Um, That didn't take away from enjoying the event, but it was compared to the Grand Prix of France that I went to a couple of weeks ago. uh, This event felt like it had many more, you know, oh, what's happening? Oh, no, they missed that. They did that. And, you know, for instance, we will talk about some skaters going from the bottom of the uh, standings, to all the way back, on, uh, back up and getting a medal, it was quite uh, insane <laughs> in, <laughs> with some names, I have to say. But a very interesting thing that they did as this event, which I'm not sure whether it's ever ever been done before. So the um, I think it's the Finnish Skating Federation decided to have an open press conference. So, the public could join and listen into the press conference, and then they were given a chance to ask questions at the end. I have to confess that as media, when we found out about it, we were a bit in two minds because we were thinking, okay, are they going to behave? And what type of questions can come up? Because, you know, the, the the public has got the best fans, but sometimes some people could potentially come up with something that is a bit maybe uh, better not to be shared. But I have to say that everything went really well. So during each one of the press conferences, there was always a nice bunch of people that was listening in very um, uh, diligently, not making any sounds. They were then given the uh, chance at the end to ask questions. And I have to say that the questions that were asked were very interesting and appropriate as well. So I remember someone asking the ice dancers and even other skaters, what are your idols? Or someone else asking, because we did not talk about that um, between us media, uh, someone asking, how do you prepare your programs? Uh, What led you to choose a certain music for your programs? So that was quite an interesting thing. And I think that we're going to probably see more of that in the future.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I can see where that could have gone off the rails. Mm. Yeah. Like really off the rails. Depending on, like you said, the type of fans that were asking the questions
2: yeah i I have a feeling though knowing finnish people quite well i think that finland was the perfect um place to try to test something like this because uh yeah let's say that (laughs) i had expectations that it would have been quite well behaved there and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what happened but of course you know it's not just finnish people it was quite a, a various uh international group of people that was there so first attempt tick went really well
0: <laughs> awesome so let's kick it off by talking about the men looks like uh cal miura uh first place qualifies for the grand prix final um what were your impressions from this part of the competition the men's event
2: um, so, yeah, it was quite interesting because we saw some beautiful skates and not so beautiful skates and a bit of drama here and there, but as you said, Kamiura won the event. Um, he was first in the short, short program and second in the free um, program. Um, the, um, he, he landed quite a few quad jumps and particularly in the free program, he had these beautiful quad uh, quad loops, uh that uh, allowed him to get 15.77 points, so it's quite a highly valued jump, Uh, but overall he had a couple of mistakes there that just placed him slightly behind Shun Sato in the free program, but overall allowed him to keep his gold medal position and actually qualify for the Grand Prix Final, which is great. Um, Shun Shun Sato himself had, a, I think, quite a balanced competition. Overall, he also um, probably could have skated a bit better, but he was overall satisfied with what it is. Um, the one the, that ended up in a bronze medal position is France, uh Kevin Amos. So uh, during the short program, Kevin had a, um, he couldn't uh, land his four planned quadruple uh loop, and he only did a double. And that, he explained, messed up with his mind, because then he did the entire program not the way that he wanted, so he made mistakes with the other jumps, and um, that led him to uh, not coming up with the skate that he wanted, so he ended in fifth place, uh, and despite of the program not being exceptional, he still got the highest components in the short program. He repeated that in the free program, so highest components, but he also got the third skate in the free program, and his Bolero, which is Quite a beautiful program, I have to say. It's so well-constructed, allowed him to jump back in medal position and get a bronze medal and qualify for the Grand Prix Final because of the score that he had at uh, Skate America. So that's something that kind of redeemed himself. But his mood was not great. He shared it at a press conference. He said that, as I said, a short program was not what he was expecting to see. It was quite disappointed because these jumps... He used to learn quite a lot after Skate America and he got away from Skate America with this um, very positive feeling of wanting to to show that it's really good, that he can be doing really well as well this year. And then he had a short program and he he was quite distressed to the point that he shared that he was thinking of withdrawing from the event. Luckily, he said that the support of his coach, Silvia Fontana, and his team members and uh, friends and family helped him to come back and fight like a lion, as as he said. And yeah, finally, guess another medal, which is quite good. We're all happy about that, but it could have been quite a risky situation if he decided not to to come back to the bend.
1: Well, the one that, you know what, and I looked at the results, I saw Jimmy Ma was in third place. And then I did get to see a little of the men's free skate live um, before I had to go to what I was doing on um, Saturday, I I put on Peacock on my phone and I briefly saw the men's event and, and Jimmy, you know, didn't skate well in the free skate and dropped to 11th. And I was, I was just, you know, completely sh- surprised because I thought, okay, Jimmy, you know, here you are. You had a great short program, you know, his inconsistency with having a good short and his, and not a great free took you know happened here in Finland. Um, I just was hoping he was going to be able to um, have both two good programs and medal here, but yeah, that was just a disappointing when I saw the results, and I was like, "Ugh,
2: yeah, and I remember that he he was quite positive after the short uh, program and at the press conference, but it's a shame to have seen him uh, not performing in the free program, so hopefully we'll come back strong again in the future.
1: Yeah. And then the two Italian men with Matteo Rizzo and Nikolai Memola, both finishing right behind each other, going to make it a great Italian nationals. It is. For sure. You know, it really is just the strong and the depth of the Italian men um, both doing well here in Finland. Maybe not exactly how they wanted to, but decent
2: um placements for the both of them yeah and, and so in relation to material um after the free program he was a bit disappointed because he had a um a couple of things that he did not agree with with his course so hopefully he got the feedback that he needed now and he can understand better why he, he was just outside of the podium but uh, Nikolai Memola, um, I don't know whether it was quite known, but uh, during the free program, uh, that was the day of his birthday. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> he was on the ice skating. And then I've, I've heard a couple of people in the audience wishing him happy birthday. So that was nice.
0: With a couple of spots left for the final, we're going to have Yuma Kagiyama and Shoma Uno. So skaters are going to have to wait until the last you know, this is over to know for sure if they're going to make the final.
2: Correct. Yes. Yeah, anything can change for for the last spots available. We know that Adam Siam, Him himpa is definitely going to go to the final. Uh, so is Ile Malinin, um and Kevin Amos because of the points that he's got. But we'll need to see what happens. Sato um, was... Um, Shumsato was saying, yeah, I'm not going to think that I'm going to go to the final. My next competition in my head is the Japanese Nationals, so we'll see.
0: Yeah, Japanese Nationals should be very competitive and crazy yeah. <laughs> with all of that depth. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add from the men's event before we move on to pairs?
2: So it's uh, Relating to the French skaters, and you, you mentioned the Japanese Nationals, actually I found out at the event and then checked Uh, just for uh, consistency, that the French Nationals are going to be exactly a couple of days after the Grand Prix Final. And now both top French skaters in the men's field are at the Grand Prix Final. So it's going to be uh, be interesting to see what happens at the final and how they (laughs) go back to France and perform, if they do that, at the French Nationals.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's...
0: Kind of crazy. That's it. I feel like we're, we're going to get through the Grand prix, going to get through the final, and then the Nationals phase boom, boom, of boom, 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 boom. the season yep. begins. It's going to be interesting. Yep. So let's move on to the pairs. And the title was won by Minerva Hasse and Nikita Volodin of Germany. This new team seems to be just having a pretty fantastic season. They'll be competing next week at NHK. Um, Mateo, what was your thoughts on the pairs event?
2: Yeah, it was, once again, one of these um, events that you couldn't really predict too well because even uh, Haas and Volodin themselves were quite surprised to have won gold, uh, particularly having been together for such a short time. But this season, they proved to be quite strong throughout because they won... Uh, Budapest Trophy, Nebel Trophy, they were second at Lombardia Trophy. So they got into this event, you know, with quite some strong results already. And what happened is that uh, other teams, for instance, Conti and Niccolò Macchi of Italy were second. Um, they uh, made a couple of mistakes. They were quite happy overall uh, with what it is. They said that they felt like they improved from uh, Grand Prix of France. But for instance, Nicola uh, Machi in the free programme fell on the uh, combo jams. And <laughs> later at a press conference, you could see that he was not happy about that. So because of these mistakes, they could not aim for the gold medal that they wanted. But, you know, I'm not going to say anything because last year, I think that they won two bronze medals and then they won the Grand Prix final. So nothing is set in stone yet. We'll see what happens. But they definitely qualified for the final. Um, As you rightly said, Minerva, Hase and Nikita Volodin are on the first of their two assignments, so they are probably already flying to Japan as we speak, and they will be competing there. And chances are that they might win this event as well, because they're going to face skaters of the likes of uh, Rebecca Ghilardi and Filippo Abrazzini of Italy, which already have a silver medal, so they'll probably be challenging each other to get that spot to the Grand Prix Final. But in third place, it's um, uh, there's another new team that has been together for uh, not that long. So from Hungary, Maria uh, Pavlova, Pavlova and Alexei Viachenko. So they were fourth in the uh, short program, but then they skated to end second in the free program and winning the bronze medal overall. Um, surprisingly, China's Peng Cheng and Wang Lei they won the short program. But then their free skate was not strong enough. Uh, and they ended up getting the fourth score and dropping out of the podium, which is a bit of a shame because they won gold at Cup of China, but um, sorry, bronze at Cup of China. And um, yeah, it was a bit of a shame to see them getting out of the podium. And I think that they showed up, Chris and as they <laughs> they were hoping for a different outcome at this event.
0: Didn't they also repeat a jump?
2: And I think they did. Yeah, there were quite yeah. a few mistakes that were not just, you know, the the mistake of falling down, but there was something in the strategy that I put together that was not paying back. And I think that the judges had to, to do what they had to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, a, a new team, you know, learning. This is probably a great learning experience for them. Yep. So let's move on to the women's event. Not a surprise, the winner.
1: (laughs) No, no surprise there.
2: Kaori Sakamoto won a Grand Prix final medal. It's unbelievable to think that the twice world champion, consecutive world champion, does not have a Grand Prix final medal at all.
1: (laughs) That is crazy. She
2: crazes She said I want to win two Grand Prix events and I want to get to the final and get the medal and fingers crossed she's going to make it this time. She herself did not have the best skate. She's still excellent to, to see. It. She She's such a beautiful skater, very strong, very mature. Um, for instance, um, on the at the practice session of the short uh, program, she did the entire program and actually she did a much better program than what she did during the event of the short program. So <laughs> she, she's a phenomenal skater. She's got so much strength, um, class, and beauty. Uh, but there were a few things that did not probably work out too well. And you could see on the Kiss and Cry that she was being cowardly, but she was showing that she could have done a little better. But surely she will go away and keep working to make sure that she's not going to do any mistakes, make mistakes or mess up the Grand Prix Final. Um, in second place, uh, Rion Sumiyoshi. Um, also from Japan, so she skated at Grand Prix of France and won a medal there. She um, uh, did quite a good competition, I have to say. So she, she also probably could, could have skated a bit better, and she shared that she wanted to skate better, but uh, for instance, she didn't land the, the quad uh, that she planned in a free jump, but in spite of that, um, the um, sorry, she jumped it under the sorry sorry. Uh, this is the traveling for the old day that is <laughs> <effective> right <laughs> now. Um, so she uh, did not do that uh, as a quad. So, but overall, she delivered the program. She's a strong skater, and I think she's having a very strong season, so we'll probably see more from her, I think, uh, throughout the, the entire season. But the, um, <laughs> the the highlight of the women's event is, shall we call her the miracle maker, Amber Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> So Amber has a short program that was quite catastrophic, probably. So she ended up in 11th place. She only got 51 points. Um, she um, lost points and basically quite a lot of elements in the short program. So I think we're all a bit heartbroken when we saw that. And then the freeze um, program starts. She, I remember her getting in, uh, on the ice in the first group. And you know that moment before they get on the ice, she was so nervous. She kept shaking, and you could see that she was doing a, a breathing exercises, or thing to keep herself calm. And then she gets on the ice. She doesn't like the triple axel. She only uh, singled it out. But everything else was quite beautiful. Yes, there were a couple of mistakes here and there, but she did quite a beautiful program. When she saw the score of 133.78, she couldn't believe it herself. And I have to say that, it was so nice to see her name there at the shop until the top two skaters that then ended up getting silver and gold surpassed her. So that was, um, yeah, that was very nice. I have to say, and in the friends conference, of course, she she said that she was pitchless, to have been able to make podium, and uh, but it's something that it's, uh, we're, we're I'm sure quite happy about.
1: Yeah. And I think it definitely shows that no matter how disastrous your short program is, and you're sitting in 11th or 12th, you can come back in the free skate and get yourself up on the podium. Um, You know, it's not always the case. It doesn't always happen, but it's just that mentality that it's just, it's not over. That's why we have a short and a free. Your short doesn't go well. It's not over. You got one more day. You got another day to put it out there and man, that was a Great surprise to see. I did get to see the women's free skate um, on demand. Um, thanks. Peacock still had it up yesterday. And just getting to watch her skate and seeing that result of her getting on the podium was great. Um,
0: yeah. Amber posted on Twitter that that she will put together a good short and the triple axel and the free skate and do them in the same competition. <laughs>
1: yeah. She'll get and- all those parts together at... One competition soon. I know it.
0: And we all want that for her. I oh, feel yeah, like totally. the audience just wants her to do well. And it's going to come together for her. It is. Yep, I, she did
2: say yeah. that she needs to take away the short program from Skate America and the free program from this competition <laughs> with the triple accident in this competition. And that's what she needs to deliver in the future. So yep. I'm sure we're going to see that one day.
0: <laughs> yeah, she knows. She's got to do it. She can do it.
1: Yes, maybe Daphne and I will see that at Nationals.
0: Yeah, we could. You know what? I would love to see her have great skates at Nationals, Mm -hmm. but if she makes the world team, I hope that she has her best performances there. Yes. I think it would be good for her.
2: And I think, you know, from a personal level, she, every skater is a beautiful person in in itself, but she is phenomenal because she's so sweet and so nice, and she's an advocate of um, diversity in our sports uh, and inclusivity, so she, she's a fantastic example for everyone to, to follow, and I have to say that, you know, as I shared, the press conference was open to the public. She, of course, having skated uh, <laughs> many skaters before the top two, she was ready, so she got out there, and I remember seeing her um, talking to all the fans there, uh, taking photographs, having quite nice chat and of course some fans were absolutely delighted to, to be able to uh to have a chance to talk with the famous Amber Glenn so she she's wonderful and yes let's hope that we see more and more from her in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. Mateo, was there anything else from that part of the competition that you think stands out?
2: Um, we had um Kim Chaeyun of South Korea that was Third in the short program, but then unfortunately the uh, free program didn't go probably too well. So she dropped out of the podium, of course, allowing Amber Glenn to to get the bronze medal. Um, overall, then um, uh, I think Young You, uh, she uh, was eighth overall. Uh, it's um, it's a bit of a shame to see her, such a beautiful skater not being able to place herself up in the top positions. But she shared she's not in a great shape yet, so she'll come back to hopefully to full strength soon but yeah it was not her competition again and also mana kawabe from japan she um she ended up last after the show program and then she could get a few places up again ending ninth overall but it's another skater could have had potential to medal but unfortunately didn't have the best grand prix that she was possibly (laughs) yeah um she could possibly deliver
0: With all the mistakes that you've talked about happening at this competition, does it seem more like it's an earlier season event like Finlandia or Nebelhorn? Is that what it kind of seems like?
2: Yeah, and it was quite difficult to understand why we've seen all of that because mistakes were done from teams that were at their second Grand Prix event as much as uh, teams or skaters that were at their first Grand Prix event or teams that have done competitions before and um, i remember that some teams from your side of the world uh, shared that they were feeling the chat like quite large um uh but it's quite difficult to, to understand what what happened there it, it's just probably a you know sometimes you cannot really predict how things go and some things can collectively happen at the same time yeah but it's definitely not the that kind of excitement that we've seen at grand prix of uh, grand prix de france with you know the men's event was phenomenal there and one of those competitions that i will not forget very easily
0: well let's go ahead and move on to the ice dance event um madison chalk and evan bates won their second gold of the season i remember last year they went to nhk trophy and it was a similar situation where Fournier, Beaudry, and Sorensen were at that competition and actually defeated Chalk and Bates. did not happen this time, but the free dance results were pretty close.
2: That's correct. And I remember in France, um, Nikolai Sorensen was saying, next, competi- next Grand Prix, we're going to try to <laughs> to win over Chalk and Bates again, but that didn't happen. Chalk and Bates had a couple of mistakes as well, sort of where... Um, in the free program, there were mistakes on the twizzle for chalk, uh, for chalk, but overall they they were strong. The, their rhythm dance was pretty solid. Um, they um, have very nice programs with music on Queen on the rhythm dance and uh, Pink Floyd and this time theme around time in the free dance, which is very interesting and very well presented from. Madison costume with his clock that is almost melting, and her like his Salvador Dali painting to the movement, the body movement that I make by mimicking a clock, and uh, you know the music itself presenting that. It, it, it they're quite a strong team. They they had a better start, of course, of the Grand Prix season than last year, where they got in not well prepared and maybe a bit tired from all the touring that they did in um, in the summer time with their. Um, um shows uh but they they actually said that their objective this season was to pace themselves and make sure that they deliver and they're strong and considering that that's their second competition if i'm not wrong uh this season it's it's quite a good result really
1: yeah Yeah. and i actually seeing their free dance um for the second time it's starting to really grow on me again it At first I was at Skate America, I wasn't getting the whole time thing other than the costume. And this time I really paid more attention to it. And I was seeing the more of the mimicking of the clock. And I was really just, it just looked much, even though they didn't skate it to maybe as much well as they did at Skate America. To me, the program just looked more, I was skinning the more of the time theme. So it's growing on me. I, um, I, I said I needed to see it a couple more times and um, that I thought, you know, I would really like the program and, and I am starting to. So, um, so I thought that was, you know, again, something, you know, how you see a program once and you're like, eh, I don't know about that. Sometimes you just got to keep seeing it to really, you know, get a better sense of what it is, you know, what the program's like.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get to see it in person Yes, in two months at Nationals. And I think, for some reason, I think this is a program that we're going to need to see in person to really Mm -hmm. get the full effect of it. And luckily, we will get to do that in just a couple months.
1: And then there's programs like Laurence and Nikolai's that seeing it the very first time on TV, and I just like, oh, really love it. And their free dance is one of them. So, seeing it earlier at their first Grand Prix event, and then as well um here i just I really like that program for them,
2: yeah, and they I think it's seeing them live twice, actually, luckily, in these two grand Prix that they had, you can see that they enjoy their program, they really like it, and it's growing on them, they said there's they feel it's becoming their program more and more um you know the more the season progresses uh and and they actually, share that given that the um the the World Championships is in uh, Canada this year, they have high goals that are working towards. So they're definitely there to play the game alongside the rest of the teams.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit crazy in Canada when Nationals rolls around because there are three Canadian teams at the final. Um, that's going to be kind of a preview. And then Nationals will be interesting because you have Piper, Gellis, Paul Poirier, who are back again this season and have solid programs. You have Marjorie Lajoie and Zachary Laca with, you know, who are fierce competitors and really pushing to not wait their turn. They want to be the top team in Canada. And then you have Laurence, Fournier, Beaudry, Nikolai Sorensen, who last season won Canadians, but it was very close between them and Lajoie and Laga when Gillis and Poirier, unfortunately, were not able to compete. I think it's going to be really intense at Canadians this year.
2: Yeah, and finally, I remember that. um, So the junior team, which is at their first year, also from Canada, Nadia and Peter Bowman were at the event and I remember someone asking them do you feel any pressure by competing for Canada with all the top teams that you have but they also said that the field in Canada is so rich that it's actually allowing us to push ourselves more and more and probably grow quicker as well because of the influence that they get from all the top teams that they've got in uh, in Canada so yeah, it's definitely a nationals that we're all going to keep an eye on.
0: Also, in front of a home audience, what was the reaction like during that moment?
2: Well, Finnish people love Julia Turkila and Matthias Versluis, and <laughs> they they definitely feel that they they said that it's it's always very uh, rewarding from them to to skate in front of their home audience as well as quite stressful as well because they, <laughs> they they have to you know to be able to deal with the pressure and the liver but they they did that um I think so they're starting to say that the rhythm dance is becoming something that they can uh skate on better now because it's something that is a bit outside of the comfort zone. They're not afraid to say that but you can see that they're starting to own it more and more. But I feel like their free dance is so well constructed. So it's been choreographed by Massimo Scali and it offers these classical yet modern mix with a very original take on the, on the music that they're skating on. So it was very beautiful to to see that um, live and to see the audience, of course, enjoying it and um, cheering for for their local team to to win a bronze medal here.
0: Yeah, they've had a great season. They've got a couple of gold medals, a bronze medal from Nebelhorn Trophy, which is kind of like the prestigious most prestigious of the uh, Challenger Series events. One other team I wanted to mention, um, Yuka, Orihara, Juho, Perinen. Highest finish they've had at a Grand Prix event so far. I feel like sometimes they might get lost behind Turquila um, and Versluis, but they are continuing to bring out fun performances each time. Their programs are always different and it was pretty exciting to see them have their best finish yet
2: yeah and their free program in chicago is so entertaining so entertaining i think they would have probably got the same reaction that it had from the audience even if they were not skating in Finland, because it's such a funny program (laughs) beautiful well one
1: thing i also wanted to mention was I don't think I've seen this before, but the referee calling the teams to the boards during the warm up of the first group. Um, I was, you know, when I watched it back on demand, I was like, oh, what's going on? I had no clue because again, I was away. I didn't see anything on social media and I was just kind of surprised by it. But I think it was just the referee telling them to be a little careful because I think teams were not keeping an eye on each other and there were some close collisions that were happening in that warm-up group?
2: Yeah, uh, I have to confess, well, you know, uh, the, the, <laughs> the media work that we do when we are at an event. So I was still at the press conference and rushing back to <laughs> to, to get the, event, <laughs> the, the ice then started, but uh, I missed that specific point, uh, moment in person, but I've seen the video as well and I was asking those that were there and yeah, they said that they weren't quite a, Quite a few actually uh, moments where everyone was like, <gasps> <and nothing laughs> we didn't get to it. But <laughs> yeah, I think that that's quite unusual, but it was probably needed.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always wonder sometimes if there's just maybe too many teams out. Of- on the ice. Most of the time you can get through a warm up, and the teams are very, you know, cognizant of where everybody is. And, but there are those times where there are a lot of close calls and I'm like, Oh, maybe we should have less teams out, but I was glad the referee did call them and, and, you know, kind of let them know to kind of just be a little more careful that way. We didn't have any collisions out on the ice.
2: And and I have to say that in the second group as well. For instance, Zingas and uh Kolesnik, you know, they're they're still very young. It's their second year together, and they were in a group with super experienced uh skaters there. So you could definitely see the contrast between between their warm-up and the professionals or the sorry, the more experienced um teams warming up. So <laughs> I had a couple of <laughs> Uh, Mom is there (laughs) as well, but luckily they managed to to do it. And they delivered a beautiful skate as well, so well done to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe, though, we are at the end of the Grand Prix this week. There are still two spots left for Ice Dance, likely to go to Charlene Guignard and Marco Fabri and Lila Fier and Lewis Gibson. I can't imagine... But I guess you know what? Stranger things have happened. So it looks like though they should um, take the last two spots, which builds up to a pretty fantastic Grand Prix final. It's in just a couple of weeks. So yes. they, the athletes get like a week off and then right back at it with the final. And it's going to be really competitive. Um can tell already the. You know, I feel like uh, Charlene and Marco are in fighting shape this year. They really are putting it all out there. So it's going to be very competitive.
2: Yeah, and it's very interesting to see that the world medalists from last season are all still competing at the best of their ability Mm -hmm. this season. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's see what's going to happen. And it's also interesting when we look at uh, NHK trophy from the Ice Dance perfe- perspective. So, if you look at it, I was reflecting on the fact that it's almost like a European Championships in a small scale because we're mm-hmm. going to have Sherlene Marco Fabric, Lila Fier, Louis Gibson, Julia Turquila, and Matthias Versluis. And we're also going to have Alison Reed and Salus Arbutavicious, which are currently the four top teams in Europe. So it's going to be interesting what we're going to see there and whether it's a preview of what we're going to see in January in uh, Lithuania I know.
0: (laughs) I know. It's, yeah, it's going to be pretty intense. Um, And then we'll, you know, we'll wrap up and Grand Prix will be over. And like I said earlier, we're going to be in the time of the national championships. (laughs) Yes. All right, Mateo, is there anything else that you want to share from your trip to... Finland, that you think is newsworthy?
2: Uh, not really. I, I hope that I shared some curious elements, and I think that there were quite a few things that were quite interesting to to mention during this uh, recap of the Grand Prix. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm feeling good now that we had this talk and hopefully i can now go to bed because it's almost midnight <laughs> here in the youth <laughs> yeah.
0: well you know what we're not gonna hold you on while we no. do the rest of the episode so we really appreciate you joining us
1: yes for and it was great episode. actually seeing you in <laughs> finland i spotted you over Thank in you. the media area yes you guys were <laughs> over there i was like there's mateo <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm reading that about that
1: <laughs> so yeah but we'll let you go get some sleep thank you for joining us for recapping grand prix spa
2: thank you and see you soon
1: thanks mateo for joining us for a recap of grand prix spa i'm so glad you got to go to that competition and i'm so glad we got to hear from you all about it But while you were over in Finland, Mateo, Daphne was at the Midwestern Sectional Singles Final and Ice Dance Final. So, Daphne, I know there's a lot of stories you want to share, but you're just, you know, tell us just the most important things here.
0: Anne and I had a blast at this competition. We really did. I think it's quickly becoming one of our favorites, if not our favorite, outside of... For me, like Placid is my favorite, but I really love this competition. Um, There is just an opportunity to get to see programs at the end of the season for some of the levels, but also kind of midway to nationals, or a little over midway to nationals, because we'll be in Columbus before you know it. It was very competitive at the novice level. In particular, because the top five were going to be going to nationals to compete in a special novice dance competition, it was right down to the wire. There were great performances. And in the end, we have a roster of skaters that will be competing in Columbus in about nine or ten weeks. So I guess I better book my flight.
1: You better book your flight. I already got mine for Columbus.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, right, starting right with the senior. Unfortunately, with there being seven teams, only six were qualifying to nationals based on the buys. And so one team did not make it. But the skating was pretty fantastic. Programs definitely looked a lot more impressive at this point in the season than they did back when I saw a lot of them in Lake Placid. In fact, I think all of the senior teams, except the one team that did not qualify, I think I did see them all in Lake Placid. So, if not Lake Placid, Dallas. So, I I was able to really see how much things have shifted. The cool thing is, that's kind of cool but not cool, is I was waiting for specific things in programs because I remembered getting really good photos of particular things. And some of them are no longer in the programs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so, what happens. Things yeah, change.
0: So, yeah. But I'm really pleased with the performance level that I got to see at this competition. Of course, at Senior, the Grand Prix skaters are not here, of course. Uh, a lot of them have, they have biased in. Nationals, or they were competing this week, so it it didn't work for them to be there. But um, Katerina Wolfkostin, Dmitry Serevsky came out on top. Their tango was incredibly fierce. Um, the expression and connection has definitely improved with that team. Uh, Isabella Flores, Ivan Desyatov got the silver medal. The cool thing about them is I really enjoy their rhythm dance a lot. It mixes two different songs that I didn't think of as going together, which is Pour Some Sugar On Me by Def Leppard, and then When Doves Cry by Prince. But they make it work. There's just um, there's something about this team when they're out there performing. They're definite. Uh, they, they're getting a style. And their free dance was to West Side Story. Just beautiful. I mean, you could tell they were really prepared. All of the teams really were prepared for this competition. Um, Angel Ling and Caleb Wine, their programs this season are solid. I really enjoy the interpretation from this team. Caleb does a lot of dance interpretive dance outside of ice dance and it's really starting to show in his performances um him and angela are really uh bringing it to the forefront and um in pewter metal position Rafaela Concius and alexei shepatov i saw two different rhythm dances from them earlier in the season Rafaella and Alexei changed their music in between lake placid and dallas They were much more in tune with this new rhythm dance to the Arrhythmics at this competition. There was more intensity and expression from them. So um, overall, those were the top four. Um, Okay, so moving on to Junior. So the top 10 teams qualify for Nationals. The interesting thing here, Jeffrey Chen and his partner, Yelly Peterson, competed in the Rhythm Dance, where they finished third. This is a team that qualified for the Junior Grand Prix Final. They're a pretty fun team to watch. Consistency has not been their friend at competitions, Um, and they did have a little issue in the Rhythm Dance here that put them in third, Um, and they withdrew after the rhythm dance. So they did not skate a free dance at this competition.
1: I-, I was wondering if they were just planning to do the rhythm dance at this competition, knowing that they had the buy to nationals and their plan was just to do the rhythm dance or because after their skate in the rhythm dance and being third, they thought, mm, might as well. I out.
0: am not sure okay. what was going on. They, weren't at the rink after that, at least I didn't see them, Mm -hmm. so I didn't get a chance to ask them about it. So, uh, the gold medal was won by Jenna Howard and Benjamin Starr. August 30th, they had posted that they had to withdraw from their JGP assignments. They looked pretty strong at this competition. I noticed that there were some changes in the programs a little bit, um, maybe to help with his injury or his recovery. They were very, very solid at this competition.
1: And did she Um, have that same costume, the stained glass looking? She did. Yeah,
0: she did. It's beautiful. You have to see it in person to really appreciate it. Um, Pictures are lovely, but they don't do it the justice that seeing it in person will. Um, In silver medal, Eliana Peel and Ethan Peel, two fantastic performances from the Peels um, who are getting some consistency. It's good to see them be able to put the two programs together. Um, fantastic. And um, bronze medal, Caroline Mullen, Brendan Mullen, they were the surprise leaders after the rhythm dance, which, you know, they skated lights out. Probably the best I've ever seen them skate. And it's just so wonderful to see, considering they missed last season due to injury. So it was great to see that. They were only third uh, third or fourth in the free skate. Um, so they dropped down to get the bronze medal. Um, Pewter medal, of course, in the U.S., we give four. Uh, Olivia Illen and Dylan Kane, who have made the most of every opportunity that they've had to get out there and compete. Um, They had two solid performances. We're starting to see a little more maturity in them. They're very young members of Team USA. It's their first year of eligibility. So it's, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing to... Yeah, it was awesome to see that they were able to put those performances in and sneak on to the podium. Uh, I did want to point out in the junior event a couple of other performances, uh, because it was really a fun event. Grace Yee and Danila Savilev, they train in Colorado. This is a team that she has only been doing dance for a very short amount of time and they had great speed and you can tell that they're still working through you know building the connection but it it was it was wonderful to see them have those strong performances they were sixth in the rhythm dance fifth in the free dance to finish fifth overall also wanted to point out um julia Epps and blake gilman had not their best rhythm dance performance. However, bounce back in the free dance to pull up into the ninth place position to qualify. The n- information's gonna be released as far as who has qualified. That's gonna come out soon. So, um, yeah, so that should be out soon. Novice, they're very competitive right down to the last second. I mean, fifth place. The team that finished fifth was Clara Fugate, Warren Fugate. They were just a point ahead of Sarah Yu and Nicholas Yang, who were less than a point ahead of Grace Fisher and Luke Fisher. Um, It was very competitive to get into the top five to go. Um, There is, it hasn't been, like I said, the official release isn't out, but if they take the top five, it's five really solid teams. Novice, Novice. yeah, there's just, there is starting to be some depth and I really enjoyed getting to see the juvenile and intermediate performances that, um, as well, because it was fun programs and some teams I had never seen skate before. Um, it, yeah, it was a, it was a great event. I can't wait to find out where it's going next year because I'll definitely be headed there again
1: probably you're gonna have to go out west because it'll probably will get lumped with pacific coast next I year <laughs> do,
0: i do wonder here's the thing though it's something that we were talking about um there are not very many dance teams that are from pacific coast no that's true train there that's true so in order to make it more economical i don't know i yeah. don't know if the U.S. will do that.
1: Yeah, it's kind of similar with pears too, because mm-hmm. pairs was Midwesterns and then this year Pacific Coast. And mm-hmm. I would think next year would be Easterns, but there's not really a lot of pears coming out of the East Coast, mostly Midwest and the and West Pacific. Coast. Yeah, so maybe, maybe they'll just between East and Midwesterns for dance and then Midwesterns and Pacific for pears, so. I don't know, we'll have to wait and see. But I know you'll be there regardless of where it is.
0: Yes, Anne and I will figure out a way to be there. Because like I said, this event is quickly becoming one of our favorites. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you have some other highlights, though, that you can share about the women and men's events.
1: Yes. And again, the official announcement of who has qualified for nationals hasn't come out yet. So I'm not going to really say who's heading to nationals unless they their placement guaranteed them a spot at nationals. But we'll start with the men. The top two men qualified for nationals and winning gold was Tomoki Hiwatashi. He had the highest three scores of all the sectional senior men, and he landed three clean qua in his two programs. Taking home the silver was Joseph Klein. He will also head to nationals because, again, top two from Midwesterns qualify for nationals. Taking home bronze with Jordan Moeller, who is back competing, which was great to see him back out there on the ice. And the pewter medal went to Nathan Chapel. Moving on to the women, the top two women qualify for nationals. Um... Gold went to Wren Warren Jacobson. She landed six triples in her personal best free skate, which she had a score of one eighteen oh one. There's some great photos of her reaction in the, in the kiss and cry with her coaching team, so congrats to Wren. Silver went to Claire Seo, who will also be heading to Nationals. Bronze went to Sonia Hilmer, and we had Sonia on our podcast, so Daphne did get to see Sonia and get to uh, actually meet her in person. I did, and the pewter medal went to Michelle Lee. And again, some of these skaters have probably qualified for nationals, but again, until the announcement comes out, we're not going to, you know, mention everybody. We can mention it next week on the podcast.
0: Yes, for sure. So please check our show notes. For results from the following competitions, Warsaw Cup, which is an ISU Challenger Series event. Jason Brown was there. He took home the bronze medal. NRW Trophy, Skate Seye. Belgian National Championships, where Luna Hendricks withdrew. And Nina Pinceroni won her first senior national title. The Japan Junior National Championships, And the 2023 Boston Synchronized Skating Classic. Those are all going to be available in our show notes.
1: Well, moving on to general skating news. Brady Tenell announced in an Instagram post that she will miss the rest of the season due to injury. The post said, two weeks ago, I had a little mishap while warming up my step sequence during training. I caught an edge on a bracket and managed to break my ankle in a funky fall. So unfortunate for Brady here. Um, Wishing her all the best and hoping to see her out on the ice next season. Yeah, I mean, I just was hoping that, you know, this was going to be, you know, a great season for Brady, you know, because she is on that comeback after missing the 2022 Olympics, and here she is out again another season
0: yeah she seems to just luck is luck has not been on her side, yeah, so no. we definitely wish her a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. So entries for the final ISU Challenger series, Golden Spin of Zagreb, were published today. It's so exciting. Um, some of the highlights are Carolyn Soussis, Shane Ferris, will be making their international debut for Ireland. Also, international debuts for Japan's Asuza Tanaka, Shingo Nishiyama, as well as Yutano Yoshida and Masaya Morita. It's exciting to see Japan send out two newer teams to a Challenger Series event, probably to get the, or to try to get the minimums, just in case. It's good to have that ready. Of course, um, with the retirement of Kanemaru Moto and Daisuke Takahashi, that really leaves Masato Kamatsubara and Tim Kalido is the only uh, senior team that has the minimums, so this is a good move. Uh, team USA entries are confirmed on the U.S. Figure Skating International Assignments page. Star Andrews, Amber Glenn, Tomoki Hiwatashi, Andrew Togashev, Plazas and Fernandez, Flores and Desyutov which is their international debut, as well as Zingus and Kolechnik.
1: Well, time for some recent articles and interviews. U.S. Figure Skating had an article with Olympian Naomi Lang about the solo dance community that she has in Arizona, and we've talked about that. Um, Anne has done a lot of articles on IDC, too, and just maybe, hmm, maybe Hmm. she'll be on the podcast
0: That would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: We'll have to wait and see.
0: U.S. Figure Skating did an article on Ashley Kane, who is portraying Elsa in Disney on Ice.
1: Well, U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone did uh, Getting to Know Amalaya Zingis and Vadim Kolesnik, and it was about, like, their favorite things. It wasn't solely focused on skating.
0: So Maria Mohova and Yvonne Mohov were featured on the Morning News after their return from Cup of China. They're next going to perform in their rinks Christmas show on December 16th. And that was in the Grand Rapids, Michigan, local ABC News affiliate.
1: Well, U.S. Figure Skating had an article called Making Milestones with 1980 Olympian Sandy Lenz.
0: Rocker Skating, our good friend Jackie Wong, has been updating all season his Grand Prix Series standing and final qualification numbers. He is a data nerd like the rest of us (laughs) in skating, or I think a lot of us are in skating. And so he has updated his projections for who will likely make the final.
1: Yeah, it was very interesting. I looked at it. He's got, like, high, low, medium. He, like, you know has his like predictions of like who has a higher chance than this. And uh, yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah. I Appreciate it. it.
1: And our friend Ryan over at skate guard has um, a blog with Bernard Adams, the self-taught professor of skating. Well, time for social media updates Yuzuru Hanyu's official ex-account, the site formerly known as Twitter, released a statement on November 17th that announced his divorce. His marriage was announced on August 4th, but the name of his spouse was never revealed publicly by Yuzuru um, and it was translated, um, his statement was translated into English and it was published by olympics.com and so we'll have that in our show notes.
0: So, Madison Hubble announced that she and her husband, Adrian Diaz, are expecting a baby in February 2024. Congratulations to Maddie and Adrian. This is wonderful news.
1: Yes, so exciting. Well, Gabriella Izzo announced that she has retired from competitive skating. As you may know, a couple months ago, she announced that she was going to focus on pairs and it just seemed that her partnership didn't really work out so well, and she is now stepping aside from competitive skating.
0: Well, Roman Sadowski posted a photo with his fans at Warsaw Cup, from which he had to withdraw last week. He provided an update earlier today that he was able to get his luggage and skates back. He is scheduled now to make his international season debut at Golden Spin of Zagreb.
1: Well, Brandon Fraser celebrated his 31st birthday at the Scott Hamilton and Friends show in Nashville on Sunday. A cake was brought to him backstage by Scott and the cast sang. And Ana's Perspectives, Jordan, shared an Instagram story clip. And hopefully there will be some videos from the show because Jordan was there. I know Mara from FSO was there as well. Um, So I always love that show, even though I have n- not ever gotten to see it. It just is always whatever photos I can see or videos I can see. It always looks like it's a really good time. And maybe one day I'll get to Nashville for that show.
0: Yeah, definitely. So 28 years ago today, November 20th, 1995, Sergei Grinkov died in Lake Placid, New York. Uh, Photos and a clip of his grave in a snowy Moscow were shared by a Russian fan account gordieva.ru today.
1: Well, upcoming events for the week. It's our last Grand Prix event. <laughs> Hard to believe. NHK Trophy taking place November 24th to the 26th in Osaka, Japan.
0: And Tallinn Trophy taking place in Tallinn, Estonia from November 23rd through the 26th. That is... That is a much smaller number of competitions this week than what we've been having, so it's going to be a lighter week. Um, Of course, this in the U.S. this week is our Thanksgiving holiday, so it's going to be a little quieter around here, I guess, with the competitions, and it just worked out that way. Yeah. So, Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us?
1: Well, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, including the site formerly known as Twitter at this WK in skating, and then Facebook and Instagram, it's this week in skating. We're also on Threads, the new social media platform from Meta. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com.
0: We appreciate your support. We've received so much via email and social media it's very much, um, it helps Gina and I continue to bring you the best content that we can every week. I wanted to remind you that we have a Patreon that's linked from our website, but you can find it at patreon.com slash this week skating. And just to give you a heads up as we are heading into December in just like a week and a half. We're going to be doing another year end mailbag episode. So if you have questions, start getting them together and we'll let you know when you can submit them to us. Yes. We like to end every episode with a spotlight on what's going on at our respective websites. Wow, over at IDC, a ton of stuff is going on. I was away. But (laughs) there were also other things going on while I was at the dance final. I have photos from Japan Junior Nationals, the Ice Dance Final, and Grand Prix Aspa. We have a recap from Aspa, as well as and stories from the finals should be going up later this week. I also should have some interviews coming in the near future. What's going on at FSO, Gina?
1: Well, I was away this week, but it wasn't for skating, so it was a little quieter over at FSO, but uh, Grand Prix Spa photos are coming. Some are already up, but more will be coming along with the recap. I posted the recap just before we started recording, so that's up. The Grand Prix tracker has been updated, and later in the week I will have the last hub for the Grand Prix NHK trophy, and then I'm um, hoping some other stuff will be coming down the pipeline pretty soon.
0: Well, as far as This Week in Skating, Gina kind of alluded to it earlier. We will have an interview that's going to be coming up this week. Not sure which day it's going to post, but it will be coming up this week. We had the honor of talking with 2002 Olympian Naomi Langstrom about Native American History Month and more. And with that, we have reached the end of our episode... Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne.
1: And I'm Gina.
0: And you've been listening to This Week in Skating.
1: Have an ice week!